OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius. And you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another Pre-OT Secrets episode. And today we are going to be talking to Amber Edwards. If you're not following her, I really, really think you should. I'm going to give the mic over to Amber so she can tell us a little bit about herself and what she does because all the cool things that she is doing, I don't even think I could do it justice. So I just, I love her page. And so she, well, look at me trying to already introduce her already, but yes, I love her page and you'll see what she does as she tells us a little bit more and her journey in occupational therapy. So welcome, Amber. How are you today? Hey, Jessica. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Amber. Okay, no problem. So hey, everyone. My name is Amber Edwards. I am an occupational therapist out in New York City, born and raised in Brooklyn, living in Queens. And I love OT, but I also love fitness. And Mm. right now with my page, I'm able to combine the two and it's really my life. I've been pretty athletic since I was pretty young. Um, I was doing karate to track and field, got a really big passion about track and field from the age of 12 all the way throughout college. Yeah. So like it's been a part of my life for so long. And even in college, that was really the pinpoint of where I knew exercise was going to be a really important part of my life. And it was almost to the point where I was thinking about majoring in exercise science because I, I love the anatomy of the body. I love to get the body moving and Luckily, my sophomore year, I came to learn a little bit about occupational therapy in one of my classes, and it was something I knew I wanted to do from right there. So from there, I applied to the BSMS program in my college, which is Ithaca College, because they had a dual program there, and I got in, and the rest is history. So from yeah. That's really, really cool. I would love to actually learn a little bit more about that dual program. So because I remember when I was looking into schools, I had this mentality of I want to go out of state. I don't want to be here. And I'm actually at the end of the day, super glad that I stayed close to home. That's just me. But over in New York, where you're at. So where did you go to school and what school has that dual program where you can go from your bachelor's into your your master's? Yeah. So there are a few colleges that have that DSMS program. I know Ithaca College is one of the, the few that do. 
And Ithaca College is in Ithaca, New York. It's upstate New York. It's not too far from where I live, per se, driving-wise. It's about four hours-ish away from home. So if I had to go back home, I could, which was very nice. It wasn't like the other side of the world. So, (laughs) um, which was very helpful because there were some weekends where, you know, if there was something going on at home, I could literally drive back down, stay for the weekend and come back to school without skipping a beat. But I know there's other programs out there that do have those dual programs. But I, I can't I'm, think them of off the top of my head, yeah, but I think that's just so unique. Yeah. And there, because there are there are not many out there to begin with. And like, even though I work with college students all the time, I have yet to personally work one on one in my mentorship program with somebody who is going from the pre OT to the uh, master's portion. Just because again, well, number one, it's very very rare, and maybe you can at least from an Ithaca standpoint, and like maybe you know. What was that transition like? Like, how did you go from your bachelor's in occupational therapy into the master's? How does that work for that transition yeah. in the BS to MS program? Yeah, sure. So actually, before I even transferred into the program, when I was a freshman at Ithaca, I was kind of first I got accepted into Ithaca College as a psychology major. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to do something in psychology, but Obviously, I was like, no, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so I entered Ithaca College Health Pre-Professional Program, which is basically like an undeclared health science major where okay. you're kind of figuring out what you want to be before you declare your major at the end of your sophomore year. So we had a course where there will be a guest speaker every class talking about a different major. So it, they were talking about athletic training physical therapy, occupational therapy, exercise science, nutrition, all these other different majors that Ithaca College offers that we may be interested in. Mm -hmm. So luckily they talked about OT and I was like, whoa, that sounds really cool. I think that might be something I'm interested in. And I actually didn't realize that OT had, I mean, Ithaca College had an OT program. (laughs) So I had to do a little bit more research saw that it was the SMS program because initially my plan was to get my bachelor's in exercise science and then apply for a master's program nearby home, you know, for OT. But luckily the program at my school had enough spots for the cohort that I would plan to, you know, graduate still on time. And Mm -hmm. I had to apply like everyone else. There was an application process. There was an interview process and I went through all of that and they offered me a spot in the program, which I was very happy about. That's so cool. So not everybody then just because you're going from like you're getting your bachelor's in occupational therapy, obviously you can't take the boards, but it does not mean then that you can get into their MS program. Like that's not guaranteed then you have to like get into. So actually it's so interesting you said that because there are like two different programs in the OT program at Ithaca College. They have the BSMS, which means that you go straight through. So you go straight through your bachelor's program where we take different courses for your bachelor's of science and occupational science. And then you go straight into the master's program for, Mm -hmm. so you take, all of your master's courses, your field works, whatever that's affiliated with the master's program. Right. And then they have 
only master's program. So there are people from other colleges that already took their bachelor's somewhere else, and they're joining us during the master's program to finish off that year. Super cool. Super, yeah. super cool. Well, I, I think it's, that, that part was like more um, complicated or like more it's more rigorous to get into that program because it's so limited. We already had like maybe like 30 students mm-hmm. already in the BSMS program. So they mm-hmm. only have maybe like nine to 10 people join us in, from the master's program. So it's very it's a vigorous program, but it's also very competitive to get in. Yeah. Super cool. Super, super cool. I can only imagine the competitiveness of it, but it's a very unique, you know, experience to have gotten your bachelor's in occupational science and then go straight into a master's program that is already just fused in together because that's just very unique. And just so everybody listening, Amber did get her bachelor's in occupational science, but she could not practice with that alone, okay? In order for you guys to be a practitioner, I'm just going to be super, super clear. You need a master's or a doctorate in occupational therapy. So she just had the privilege of going to one of the few colleges that offers a bachelor's in that. So thank you for just diving into that a little bit. But now now that we kind of talked about all that OT stuff, let's get into some more fun stuff. OK, like because listen, girl, I see you and my goodness, you're in shape and you do some crazy stuff that I wish I could do. (laughs) But yeah, you were saying how you were very athletic since you were a child. And, you know, with all that said, what led you to basically fuse fitness and occupational therapy? Like, how did you come to that idea? Yeah. So it's funny you, you talked about that because when I finished college, I as I mentioned before, I did track all my life. So when I finished my collegiate career for track, I honestly felt like I lost my identity. (laughs) And it it sounds very dramatic, but it's true because something that you've been doing for so long, you never really had to think about your routine. You never really had to think about when you're going to exercise, when you're going to run, when you're going to train, everything was already planned for you. And when I finished my collegiate career for track, I was still in OT school. I was entering the master's program actually at that time. And I felt so lost of just being a student. And it felt (laughs) weird, you know, like, and I was like, how do people do this? How do you just go to school and not do track or don't participate in a sport or don't exercise? Like, how do people do this every single day? Like, I don't understand how that works. And, um, (laughs) I I had to start scheduling my own time to work out. Luckily, I had a really good relationship with my track team. So I was still, you know, assisting and coaching the hurdlers and assisting with the sprinters and all that great stuff, which was very helpful for me to still keep that identity for myself. But what really turned the notch of combining the two fitness and OT was during the pandemic. Mm. Um, so 2020 around, let's say February, March time, I was still actually studying for my boards because I was going through this whole roller coaster of just trying to pass it. It was right. just like so annoying. I was studying, studying hard, 
just missing the mark of like getting that passing score. And I just didn't know what to really do. And I stopped really working out consistently. I was just really focused on this exam. And I was just getting very overwhelmed and miserable and just like very stressed over this exam. So when March, April came, the pandemic basically canceled my exam. (laughs) So I couldn't get another exam date until September. So that was like five months from where we are. And I was already stressed as it is. So like that made me even more stressed. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to continue studying for these next five months? Or am I going to kind of use this gap time to kind of focus on myself? And I chose the time to kind of focus on myself and focus on my fitness, focus on my health. And that kind of started uh, my fitness page. (laughs) So from there, I was, the gyms were closed. So I was doing a lot of home workouts. I was posting anything that I could in terms of like the workouts that I usually do. And that really helped spark up my, my physical strength. I focused more on my eating. And I just saw a whole transition, not just like physically in my body, but also mentally. I gained so much confidence in myself again. So when I started studying, I didn't feel overwhelmed and I continued to still work out, which I think was like the key I was missing. I wasn't working out when I was studying, but then this time around, I was like, okay, I'm still working out. I'm studying just a little bit, not overwhelming myself, but still focusing on like my physical health and my mental health. So from there, when I took my exam in that September, I passed like with flying colors. Like I didn't even think about like the test. I didn't think about like, oh, am I going to pass or fail? Like I went in so confident that when I left, I knew I passed. What? Yeah, it's it's crazy. But listen, if you are listening to this, this is just proof that exercise helps you with your studies, guys. You need to move. And so ever since the pandemic, it's funny, like you started your page and all that stuff and you were getting really into fitness and you were figuring things out. I went the opposite route, Amber. I like I was a beast. OK, I was true. Like I was a beast. I was the type that was doing Spartan races. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I love all that stuff. We have a race down here. I don't know if it's like national or anything. It's uh, but like terrain races, all of these different tough mutters. I would I would do them all. All right. Like I was obsessed. I've ran half marathons. Like I love it. I like, but the pandemic happened. I got married Uh. (laughs) and I took my husband all the time. I'm like, look, look at these pictures. I'm scrolling through my Instagram and like, you see me like doing like all these crazy exercises and rope climbing stuff. And then I'm like, look, I met you watch all that stopped all that stopped no more. <laughs> and I'm like wow what, what in the world happened? happened yeah but if it's if there is anything that I do remember being that when I was at my fittest it was when toward the end of OT school when I was actually taking also my boards like well actually no a little bit after that too I like just started getting stronger but I was really into fitness around that time and I remember making fitness a priority for myself and I still personally like you know like I went in with confidence it's not to say that like I didn't have like any like zero 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 doubt you know but like I know that the fitness 
played a role because I don't think if I would have been exercising, I probably would have even had more time to second guess myself. And you're thinking even more about like you get more into your own head and you're just, and that's when a lot of the self-doubt comes. That's where the lack of confidence can stem from. So when you're occupying yourself with things such as exercise, and I'm sure you can vouch for this, you're like, dang, I look good. I feel good. Like Uh I'm going to do good on this test too. (laughs) You just, you know, it just carries over into everything. So um, I just can't thank you enough for sharing that story with us because it's just the proof in the pudding, you know? So man, that's crazy. And anything else that you want to share with us about how fitness impacted maybe your studies and your routine, like even as an undergrad, especially since you were sharing with us that everything was structured and and scheduled. Like, what do you think that having that time blocked out, even though you weren't doing it for yourself and basically your coaches were saying, this is when we work out. What did, what do you think that exercise time and track time and all the stuff that you were doing did for you as a student? Did that teach you? Yeah, that's such a great question because I feel, as you said before, you know, when you occupy time for something that is meaningful for you, and that's like, that's what OC is about, right? We're focusing on things that are meaningful for you that occupies your time and you should enjoy the things that occupy your time. And for me, that was track and field. With college track versus just like in general, like my whole track experience, I loved college track so much because I was getting what I always wanted from the beginning. When I first started track, like I had an amazing club track coach who taught me how to hurdle and all that great stuff. But like in high school, I kind of like got into a rut because my coach wasn't like a hurdle coach. He was like a distance coach. He let me do hurdles because he knew I liked it, but I wasn't good at it. And I always told myself, if I continue to do this, I need a hurdle coach. Like I need somebody to really push me and coach me to the best of my ability so I can get to where I want to go. Because I know I can get there. I just need someone to get me there. And when I got to Ithaca College, I had an amazing coach that believed in me, that would put everything on the line for me. And I put everything on the table as well. Like we had a whole discussion during college, I think it was my sophomore year or so. And she was saying like, I can see you go to nationals, but like, we need to focus on some things. And that was like an open, like an eye opener for me because I didn't really see or hear anybody really talk about it in such like, like an important manner. Like somebody like, yeah, like, okay, you say it. Okay, that's fine. But because I had so much respect for her, I knew that that was something I needed to focus on. So I focused more on my training. I focused more on what I was eating. And that really helped me focus even on my studies. I'm such like a structured person that love routines. So making sure like, hey, after class, I'm going straight to practice. That was my thing. Like my whole program knew that like track was my life. <laughs> even yeah. I, even though like, yes, I loved OT and I had a few OT friends and things of that nature, but like they knew like, Saturdays, I'm not free. I have track practice or I have a track meet. For the most part, I had track meets. I'm not going out on Saturday nights because it builds discipline. Yeah, it builds so much discipline. You know, like junior year, I barely went out because I was like, I'm coming back from a track meet. I'm tired. I'm going to sleep because sleep is important for me. 
also that's yeah. an occupation you know like yeah. of course social life like and 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 you're just like it's just a matter of having a healthy lifestyle, you know, getting enough sleep, and you know, I think it's so underrated. People like, especially in college age, you know, maybe you're anywhere between typically, right? The typical quote unquote student is anywhere between ages eighteen to maybe twenty three, and yeah. when you're that age, you're just like, oh, I want to go out or like anything of that nature, right? And then when you don't have that structure, then you're wondering, man, why are my grades poor? Why am I not doing? And then, but it just comes to show the students who are involved in athletics at a collegiate level. It's not that they're smarter than you. It's, you know, like it's that number one, they have to be disciplined. (laughs) And, you know, I wish I would have had more discipline as an undergrad. I built that discipline, I think, later on. And your brain is not even fully developed until after 25. So, but I know that I wish I just would have had that structure that would have helped me as a student, whether it like, you know, I just wish I would have, it doesn't even have to be at a college level, right? Even signing up for classes at your local gym, right? Or, you know, your orange theory classes. And, you know, like there's a certain time that you have to be there in order to do it. And that stuff just builds a routine. That stuff gets in and it starts becoming a part of who you are. So guys, I hope that you're picking up on this, on why fitness is so important as a student and which is why Amber and I, we got a surprise. Well, we got a surprise for you all on May Remind, oh my goodness, Amber, remind me of something. I already forgot. We said the 14th. May 14th. May, May 14th. That's when, it, well, that's when we agreed on. That's when we agreed on. So May 14th at 12 p.m., we are going to be you know, doing a fitness class led by Amber herself. And uh, so for those uh, who are maybe wondering a little bit, maybe, you know, I, I'm, I hope I'm not cu- catching you completely off the cuff right now. But <laughs> for those who are maybe wondering what the fitness class may be like, what are some of the things that maybe you'll have in store for us that are going to be attending? Yeah, sure. So I love fitness. I love moving. And I feel like you, there's really no equipment that is going to be required. I feel that we can get an effective workout just with our body weight. If you know how to move your body by itself, that's like the biggest thing, right? We don't need dumbbells or kettlebells, like any other excessive equipment if you don't know how to move your body on its own. So the class is definitely going to be body weight exercises, working on full body movements. I love just, you know, incorporating the whole body versus like upper body versus lower body. We walk we move our bodies in a full body um, manner so why not exercise it that way but it's going to be a full body um workout not that long really fun we have some good vibes (laughs) i'm excited she's gonna be there i'm gonna be there you know you want to be there too so but yeah that's gonna be on may 14th So be sure to put that in your calendar and we will put a link in the show note description where you can sign up. You can also find it on our Instagram page where we'll be putting up a a link in order for you guys to register. But yeah, Amber, I want to thank you so much just for being in this episode and we can't wait to just have you back on. Any other last words that you want to say before we log off? Not really. I just loved how you talked about before that, like, you know, movement and exercise when you when you do good, you feel good. 
Like when you look good, you feel good, you're going to do good. Like I, I live to that motto till now, you know, like we got to move our bodies. God has given us so much abilities to move our bodies and we have to take good care of it. So yeah, especially as students, we sit in classes for hours and hours. It's sedentary. Yeah. Sedentary lifestyle. And I'm just going to, I'll just say this much too, but Amber, I did a poll one time because I was just curious about it. I'm like, man, like there's something I'm sure that I could do. And I didn't know how, but I just kind of wanted to get to know where my following or the students who do follow me are at, where they're at. And I asked, do you take time to exercise as a student? The majority said no. And I was like, what? Like, I'm like, was I really one of the rare breeds? Because I could (laughs) have sworn that, you know, it was just such a part of me that I, I don't know why. I just thought everybody exercised for some reason. You would think and, that, right? And so, but the majority were like, no, I don't, I don't exercise. And I'm like, no, this has to change. And I posted a video, like in a couple of days, like, look, at least like do these as a student. I grabbed a book and I have this. Yeah, Instagram use video. That as well. And I'm like, and, and like, listen, that occupational therapy book, I got right up there. And I don't, I, you can't see it. it. That's like a five pound book. All right. That's a, just boom, boom, boom. Get some you know, squats in. Yeah, get some squats yeah. in. Sit right back down and continue studying. Boom shakalaka. Just like that. So, but anyway, thank you again for being on here. We will have you back. And so just thank you again. And we hope to see you guys on the 14th for that exercise class. You can get all the information in that link. So can't wait to see you there. Have a great one. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, get me into OT school on the homepage and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.